Welcome to our podcast series, What Matters. Every week we'll be discussing a key issue and why it matters right now. So today I'm talking to Nikki Owen, who is an international charisma expert with the Full Potential Group and has devoted the past 30 years to the study of charisma. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's a pleasure. Charisma is a word that's bandied around a lot. What's your definition of charisma? Well, charisma is an authentic power that captivates the hearts and minds of others. So when you are being you and you love what you do, you shine in your own authentic way. So you don't need to learn or acquire any new skills. It's more about the courage of allowing the true authentic essence, you know, who you really are to shine. And that actually uh, sounds very simplistic, but that does take huge amounts of courage. Indeed, I, I imagine it does. Is this something that can be learned? Can charisma be learned? Well, it's funny you should ask that because a lot of people have this belief that people are just born with charisma. So you either have it or you don't, and that it can't be taught. And I actually agree with those people in in terms of that it can't be taught. And the reason I say that is that the minute you try to teach somebody a behavior that you think is charismatic, and I don't know what that would be, it might be direct eye contact, commanding voice tonality. If that behavior is out of alignment with the essence of who you really are inside, then you're going to come across as really fake, not authentic, and you certainly won't have any charisma at all. So you cannot teach it from a conventional leadership development perspective. Presumably, charisma requires a certain level of emotional intelligence then? So charisma exists as a potential state within everybody. And it is actually the walls that block us from being able to access our charisma. So one of the first uh, requirements for us to start working to reconnect with what is innate within us is we need to have high levels of emotional intelligence and good self-awareness so that we can start to explore whether or not the emotions that we're feeling are actually aligned with our true authentic self or they're out of alignment with who we really are. So emotional intelligence is really, really important. And just to add to that, Nicola, uh, that so many people, um, if you ask them, how are you today, will respond with something like, oh, I'm fine. And yet they're everything except fine. And one of the things that charismatic people have is that unique ability to really intuit what's going on underneath the surface. So they are responding to the the below the surface emotion rather than the superficial words. And I think that's what makes uh, charisma such a a fascinating um, attribute. People often say that women are more likely to be emotionally intelligent. I, I, I personally prefer to stay neutral on that. But are, are there any 
gender differences in charisma styles? What I've found is that within all of us, regardless of whether we're male or female, we all have male and female energy. So we have the masculine energy that enables us to achieve and get the job done. And then the feminine inner energy within us enables us to nurture, have empathy and really bring people together. So regardless of whether we're male or female, it's important to develop both styles of energy in a way that's in, in balance. And I've met lots of females in business who actually have lots of masculine energy and a lot of males who have lots of feminine energy. So in terms of being charismatic, what's really important here is that the level of authenticity that individual is exposing or demonstrating in that moment. Thank you for that. Let's move on to leadership for a moment, if we may. What is the main reason that charismatic leaders are more effective, assuming that they are, of course? I think that charisma sometimes does bring up uh, a little bit of a negative uh, reaction in the world of business. I think there's this stereotypical perception that you have to shout or show off. And, and because of uh, the way I, I work with charisma, I believe it's about being authentic. So just to give that as a context, there are so many benefits from developing charisma from a leadership perspective. So according to Harvard Business Review, University of Lucerne, uh, the CBI, we know that charismatic leaders are 60% more effective. Charismatic leaders find it easier to build high levels of workforce engagement. Charismatic leaders are more resilient, so they're much better equipped to handle change in a way that feels safe for employees. Charismatic leaders find it easier to attract and retain talent. And charismatic leaders are healthier as well as more successful. So there are numerous, numerous benefits and advantages for anyone, regardless of whether you're managing or leading, to actually focus on developing more of their innate charisma. So you say anyone, that anyone can do this. Can you give us a couple of practical ways in which someone can do exactly that and develop their charisma? Well, the first thing is that for people to recognize that their charisma is their highest performing, their highest functioning part of who they are. So it's a potential that already exists within them. So the first thing is to ensure that uh, the person works a lot on managing their emotional state in a way that's very honest and authentic. And one of the my favorite ways for doing that is to embark on daily meditation or daily mindfulness, which allows people to really connect with what's deep inside them rather than get caught up with kind of the, the monkey chatter mind too much. Another way to instantly boost charisma is to change the way you breathe. 
So for most people, when we're caught up and we're very, very busy and we're trying to multitask all the time, our breathing shifts to high up in the upper diaphragm and, and the throat area. The moment that we deepen our breath, we expand our energy and we also become much more aware of subtle changes that are happening all around us. So in that moment, we become more expansive, more charismatic. And the third suggestion is that uh, whenever we perceive something that feels uncomfortable or brings up some emotional stuff, almost use it as a way of inner reflection. So by looking to resolve it within us, we can then start to change our external environment um, for, in this instance, uh, the organization. That's very interesting. Tell me, in all the time that you've been working with Charisma, have you ever seen it used as a cover-up for ineffective leadership? Yes. I mean, I've spent over 30 years studying Charisma. It's been my life's work. And I've seen examples of when charisma has been used with a very negative intent. You know, there have been lots of well-known business leaders who have been really charismatic, but they have, they've used it as a way to manipulate. So I believe that there are two things really here. First of all, that, uh, that the leader has a mantle of responsibility uh, when they develop their charisma. And that mantle of responsibility is to use that innate power with care and compassion and responsibility. And the other thing is that it's not the be all and end all. So you can be really, really charismatic, yet if you fall short on more conventional leadership tools, then you can't use your charisma to carry, you know, to cover up for very long. It will only ever work on a short term basis. So it's just an aspect, a vital aspect of leadership that needs to be blended with other leadership attributes as well. So Nikki, tell me, I've heard all about your big Apple experiments. Tell us a bit more about this. Well, I was very aware of the impact that leaders have on the culture and the mood of the organization. And the leader's mood affects the bottom line more than anything else. So I wanted an experiment that would almost uh, demonstrate to leaders the impact that they have on engagement and staff morale. So I created something called the Big Apple Experiment, which is where you take an apple, you chop it into two halves, you put half into a jar that you label love, you put the other half into a jar that you label hate, and for two weeks, you send positive intentions to the love apple, and you send negative intentions such as frustration, anger, worry, stress to the hate apple, and within two weeks, you will notice a visible difference in the rate of decay of, of between your two halves of the apple. And this is so astonishing for people because 
you know, whenever we've taken this into organizations, over 80% of people can create a change in the rate of decay of their apple in a very short space of time. And what this does, it demonstrates the impact that leaders have, not just on their own emotional and physical health, but on the emotion, emotional pulse of the culture of, of the organization and other people. So I think this is a, a fascinating topic and it really challenges leaders to uh, accept that they are totally responsible for engagement within their organization simply by their, their emotional mood and their state of mind. Fascinating stuff. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you, Nicola. It's been a pleasure.